Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. That's true. I mean, you guys wouldn't have noticed because we've been putting out eps. Yeah, you're like, oh, what are you talking about? We just heard you last Wednesday. And it's like, no, you don't know what's been going on behind we, the scenes. Yes, except for we did tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we, we took a little break from recording um, just because we, we were doing a lot and we needed a little break. And it was summertime. Um, we needed time to sun our buns. We needed time to be out in the sun. And then on top of that, lovely producer G- Gabe took off. You guys know about that. But then on top of that, I moved. And then on top of that, you're moving I right now. I saw Agata move and I was like, oh my God, that looks so cool the way she's doing that. Yeah. You were like, that looks fun to be like, moving her stuff around sweaty <laughs> at every moment of every day. Like packing looks so fun. Yeah. I'm going to do that too. And yeah. so I did it and I'm in the process of doing it. We're in new Dunktown HQ. Yes. So that's the, that's the fun part is that we moved basically onto the same street. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We are so close to each other that I could easily come over, borrow, you know, a pair of Spanx or whatever I need. (laughs) You could stand at your doorway and say, you could yell, Hey, Anastasia. And I would hear you and look out my door. Yeah. That's the And then coolest. you would say what? And I would say, nothing. <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> well, what are you up to? <laughs> Just piss off everyone <laughs> around us. Um, yeah, so we, we have uh, coined our new neighborhood, uh, Dunktown Village. Um, it's a lovely area. We're excited. We're Every trying to get... Every lamppost yeah. is a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get producer Gabe to uh, abandon his plans of moving to Colorado and return back to Dunktown Village where yeah. where he's meant to be. Uh, but beware, Gabe, you will have to pay taxes to us because we are now mayors of Dunktown Village. Co-mayors. That's true. Uh, I think it'd be worth it. Oh, good. <laughs> it honestly would be fun. And we've got more friends that live in this area. It's just fun to be close to friends. It really is. Especially in this lonely town. And a little bit more news. You went to... A Clippers press conference. That's right. I went to the Clippers press conference. What? Where they announced our two new baby boys. Who? Uh, and wrapped up in little blankets. Oh. Uh, they they came in on the river. They were in little wicker baskets. They A came in on the river. swooped down, pulled them their basket up. Yes. And delivered them right to me at this at this press conference. It was... A, it was... I was overwhelmed. I mean... Wow. I mean, you know, you you guys you guys know how much I love Kawhi. I mean, I get I awarded him Cutie of the Year. I stand by that. I am obsessed with him. He's such a um unique fun guy. <laughs> As he would say, I'm a fun guy. Um <laughs> He's just like a little angel. Um and, you know, I got the opportunity to go and it was a very fun time. Um, you were sitting like second row or something? Second row. And so you were Kawhi's side of the stage, right? Yeah. You're you're like kind of closest to him. Yeah. Let, well, let me let me set the stage a little bit. <laughs> Paint a picture for us. Um so I was going there with someone else and we were running a little bit late. Um and we get a call that says, you know, the press conference is going to start right at noon. You like we're going to give away your seats if you're not here by then. And it was like 1155. There was no way we were going to make it there by noon. So we were really bummed out. And then um, we get there. It's at this like rec center in like Inglewood or close to Inglewood kind of. Um, So like took us a while to get down there. And then there's like nowhere to park. She's like, just get out and go get a seat. Like it should be starting or whatever. And I walked in there and I was like, I'm here. And they were like, I guess try walking in if you want. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like they didn't even, yeah. No one asked like, like for credentials. Right. Or I mean, I had like legitimate reason to be there, but like nobody checked anything. Um, and then, uh, so I walked, so I walked in and I found the lady and she took me to my seats. And like, as we were walking over, I hear my name 
And I look up and it's our uh, previous guest, Payman Benz. Cute. <laughs> He's sitting a couple rows behind me, waving at me. Um, it was very cute. Um, yeah. And so we sat down and we waited for like another 15 minutes before anything started. I was like, why'd you call us and like freak us out? Scare then? us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, she was doing the same thing to Kawhi. He right. was also stuck in traffic. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't care. She's like, I'm going to give away your seat. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny no she was really nice but you know i'm sure she was just doing her job but uh it it didn't start on time it was it started late and then um yeah i was sitting second row um on Kawhi and paul george's side of the stage extremely close they walked in together um came over and sat down and they looked freaking adorable paul george had great shoes on i don't know if you saw i saw the i saw like snapshots of it yeah and he was also wearing a necklace that was a bow tie (laughs) so weird (laughs) i was on board um and then there was steve Ballmer and uh coach doc um and some other guy i don't know who he was i don't know clippers guy i think um and they um steve Ballmer yelled (laughs) some stuff (laughs) He was screaming. Yeah. Um, oh, Gabe, you've got, you want to play? I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually uh, low level bomber. Yeah. So that, it had, um, it had very, um, I described it as, Howard Dean energy <laughs> when well, he was like, we're going to take Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you remember that? But Steve Ballmer is like famous when he uh, was the head of what was he the head of Google? Microsoft. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> when he was the head of Microsoft, there's this like famous um, press conference thing, like big reveal where they were revealing some like new software or something. Mm -hmm. And there's this famous video of him where he walks out on stage and he's like runs across stage a bunch of times. He's Mm -hmm. going, wow, (laughs) wow. And just like, that's just like his normal energy is just like manic craziness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, coach Doc Rivers gave a very touching, sweet little speech. Oh, just obsessed with him. I wanted to be my dad and Aww. my grandpa and my mom all together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there, uh, Paul George and Kawhi each gave a cute little speech. Um, and then they, they took some questions and I think like a lot of the answers that they gave were like things that I totally like nothing was a surprise really like yeah. all of the answers about like why do they pick the clippers like they're talking about how it's a great team a great coach a great environment like they're very supportive all that stuff that we like talk about all the time on this show um and that no one really cares about <laughs> but like i mean no one outside of clippers fans cares about like it was it was cool to see that and then like Kawhi was talking about how he liked um actually i don't think it was in, it was in another interview i saw he was talking about how he liked that the um organization like wasn't pressuring him and was like following the rules and like not trying to like backdoor him um and i guess he's just like a square like he likes to follow the rules i don't know why someone wouldn't already know that about Kawhi. like if you have been paying attention to him at all like everyone makes jokes about him, like carrying a briefcase and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. like of course, deflated basketball inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, of course, he is going to be the kind of guy that's like, I want to take my time. I want to follow the rules. I want to yes, not be schmoozed and like you know, right. And he got in a pretty good dig where somebody was like, "Well, why didn't you pick the Lakers?" And he was like well, basketball-wise, the Clippers have been better the last few years. And it's like, yeah, that's true. I mean, the Lakers would do not want... Lakers fans don't want to admit that, but it is true. And, like, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. But, on t- but like, I don't even think that that is, like, the main reason why they did it. I think it's just, like, all the other stuff where it's, like, this is a really good environment for them to kind of 
start something new. Yeah. And going to the Lakers would be for them or for Kawhi, it would be like, I guess for both of them, it would be like, they're joining this other like super team of like great players, but it's not going to be. It's modeled around another person's playing style. It's going to be like LeBron's team and everyone else is his supporting players. Right. Right. Exactly. Like it's, yeah. And, and this way it's their team and they, they're, they're the big boys in charge. We're in the big, (laughs) big boy pants. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, I, um, did make eye contact with Paul George several times. He did you lick your lips when you made eye contact? (laughs) Uh, yeah, of course (laughs) I was, I just had my tongue out the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a cartoon. It just rolled out and fell on the ground. Um, he was very, I mean, they were both very, very handsome. Um, Paul George, um, you know, you can tell that he knows what he's doing. Like press wise, he, he knows the drill. Yeah. Um, Kawhi, I mean, he, he, I heard people behind me like talking shit about him where they were like, Paul George was great, but what was up with Kawhi? And it's like, you don't know him then. He's like a nervous mumbler. Right. Like I do, I do have a great video that I took of where I was just zooming in on Kawhi, um, as, uh, somebody's talking about him and they're like like listing off all his major accomplishments and like and he's just staring with a completely blank face just straight ahead <laughs> like no reaction <laughs> he's such a weirdo they're, they're just like two-time mvp like final you know like he's listing like, everything and he's just like so uncomfortable that he's like i'm not here right now i'm not listening to this i'm yeah. like in another place yeah and like I think too much too much of the focus was on like the fucking Lakers, of course. But like, but then it's like, you know, they're like, what? Oh, how do you guys step out of the shadow of the Lakers? And Kawhi made a good point, which is like, you know, if they win a championship as Clippers and people don't like give them the coverage they want or whatever, like he doesn't care. <laughs> like they still are winning a championship, and that's all that matters. They don't want to be like part of one of these like super franchises like that's not what's important to them at this point which is respectable yeah like some people are just like i want to be a laker no matter what and that's just not them yeah um also important to note that both paul george and Kawhi grew up in the la area and definitely wanted to come back here um it seems yeah they wanted to come that was the goal um, there was also a really great mural that the that the recreation center like unveiled outside. It was really cute um, and very well done. And I'm excited. I saw today uh, while watching the WNBA, I saw a commercial for The Lion King, the new Lion King movie. And uh, clips from The Lion King movie were intercut with clips of Kawhi talking about family and how important family is <laughs> it was a weird commercial but it was also super cute and it was like oh that's like why he wanted to come to la he like family super important to him yeah. he wants to be near his family it was really cute that he thanked the doctors that delivered his son in toronto too oh, that's cute <laughs> adorable um uh, yeah so i had a great time um yeah i i'm so happy i got to would go. do again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would and I'm just excited about the season like it's it's gonna be good we're gonna get to go to some games um and it's gonna be you know we were just talking about this that like everything's kind of up in the air things have been shaken up so much that it's like there's no real clear on like, the east or west yeah. there's like no clear front runners like we're gonna have to see how people play together right like just be yeah just because good players are on a team together doesn't necessarily mean that things are gonna work out like there's so many more factors than just that um we were so. saying that they have to make love <laughs> <laughs> yeah all new teams have to make love and then they'll know how the chemistry works. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you need some sexual chemistry <laughs> to really uh, make it. Yeah, that's true. To get those passes, that communication. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So should we check in with where in the world is producer Gabe? Yeah. Where are you, Gabe? Where in the world is producer Gabe Diego? <laughs> 
that's a drop that Gabe made from me, <laughs> like, I don't know, many, a couple episodes ago. Uh, what What's the name of that? Rockapella. Rockapella. <laughs> Actually, there was a Rockapella filter here in Adobe Audition. I just pressed it and it turned Amazing. you into the band. So good. <laughs> Um, I'm in I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I've been Woo! here for the past month. It's been hey, amazing. I'm walking I feel like, here. I don't feel like a New Yorker. I feel like a real, uh, you know, real imposter. I've had about a, a solid month of imposter syndrome in New York City. Oh, no. um, but it's have fine. you been walking there though? I have been walking here. Um, mostly you're too, walking. You're too nice for New York, Gabe. That's the that's the thing. You know, everyone there is on a fucking mission i think there's nice people here i think no. the nice people are <laughs> just kidding. have a certain I, confidence I that i lack but i know i know there's nice people i'm just saying like people there you know they they are straight to the point they don't beat around the bush and i just beat around the bush all damn day <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you love to beat around the bush that's kind of yeah. your thing actually the the best example of Gabe beating around the bush is uh, when in our Slack chats, you'll see that Gabe is typing for like oh a God. solid <laughs> 10 minutes. Sometimes, yeah, it can be a very long time. It's and like, what is Gabe going to say? Me and you are just like, is he writing an essay? <laughs> What's going on? And then it'll come through. It'll be like one sentence. I'll be like, <laughs> okay, cool, guys. Thanks. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> well, at least you know that when you're getting Slack chats from me, you're getting like draft 12 of what i was thinking of writing so it's it, it is perfect everything you uh, no i i still me- regret everything i send <laughs> okay. me- meanwhile i just spit out anything i, know. I don't even think about it half the time i'm uh, autocorrect has changed like 12 of my yeah. words in one sentence well, it's usually like we're all t- we're all talking at a time that's like inconvenient for one of us yeah. at some at every time that happens. It's like either you're driving around or I'm like at work busy or Gabe is like in Russia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But what's your favorite thing so far about your your temporary home? Oh, I, you know, there's a lot of cool places to take the dog around here. There's a million. A Sorry, I got excited thinking about Louis. <laughs> um, like in within a block. You just had some pierogies recently. Ooh. Yeah, I had really good pierogies. Those we are had my really people. we went to Chinatown today and had great Chinese food for lunch too. Oh, mm. amazing. Where you guys where where are you guys staying? In Williamsburg. Oh, right. Right. That's so um, fun. Yeah. But I wanted next to week come. we'll be in Philly, baby. Ooh. I'm going to try and see friend of the podcast, Andrew Clotworthy, while I'm there. That's oh, right. That'd be fun. Author of the Dunktown theme. That's right. You're going to get some water ice? I'm so excited about water ice. I literally was looking at pictures of water ice all <laughs> night last night. <laughs> they have one where you get water ice with like soft serve custard on top of it. Wait, what? That sounds weird. Sounds yeah. too watery. It's, it sounds like a little it. too much. I like custard. I love custard, but I don't want it with water ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get them side by side and try mixing them. Oh yeah, one in one spoonful. Just try yeah. and mix them. All right, should we get into our next segment? So uh, a lot happens every week, and we're not going to cover everything that happens <laughs> that we've missed while we were on break. Ever heard of Google? <laughs> <laughs> Google it people. Do we have to do everything for you? Uh, so this is a little segment we call previously on basketball. Previously on basketball. Project Runway All-Stars. Oh my God. I used to love Project Runway. Me too. I haven't watched it in a while, but so All-Stars good. baby. It's themed. I- I saw some. Oh, all stars! Oh, nice. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I saw some problematic. Uh, oh no, that was America's Next Top Model clips on, recently on Twitter. Yes. Oh no. The, there was apparently an episode where um, Tyra assigned every girl a different race to portray in a photo shoot. Tyra, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine how that turned out. Where were the producers <laughs> when that idea came up? <laughs> Well, she's uh, also the person who, like, on her talk show, did a whole episode about like wearing a fat suit, oh, and walking around, right, and being right. like, "Man, this is what it's like to be fat." Oh <laughs> it's my like, God. 
Wow. Cool. Wow, Tyra. All right. Tim Duncan reunites with the Spurs as new assistant coach. Celtics signed summer league phenom Taco Fall. Clippers unveil proposed new arena in Inglewood. Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage grace the cover of Slam Magazine. Shakina Strickland wins the WNBA three-point contest. Diamond DeShields wins the WNBA skills contest. So, uh, Las Vegas Aces teammates, Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage, um, were on the cover of Slam Magazine. And Slam was um, putting on social media these little clips of their interview where they were sort of like talking about each other. And we have one of those little clips. Asia's game. This is her second year and she's just... Plays like a vet. Even your rookie year, it didn't look anything like a rookie year. She's so dominant and she's just getting started. Elisa's game is just so powerful. Uh, it's very, very hard to stop. Uh, not just only because of her size, but just her demeanor, the way she carries herself on the court. She kind of punches you in the face before you even play her, before you even go in against her, which is also great. I'm just glad she's my teammate this time. <laughs> Same girl. Aww. So cute. Friends. I love that. I love the two of them so much. They especially start Liz. a sitcom called Friends with them too. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that one. Just the two of them in a New York apartment. I would love that. Um, I am obsessed with Liz Cambage. She's so cool. She's so cool. She's so beautiful and powerful and like funny. She's yeah, she she we'll talk about it later but she does a funny little interview in this uh in the all-star game and i she to me she reminds me of tessa thompson who's one of my all-time crushes like just cutie so cute (sighs) and just the two of them together like if you watch any of their interviews together so cute uh and they're both amazing on the court like and hearing them talk about each other too like asia wilson this is her second year in the WNBA. she's so good that's crazy yeah and um and liz i'm pretty sure she's australian and i want to say that she played in the australian league but i I don't know for sure so um also i just want to talk really quickly about tim duncan becoming the new assistant coach for the spurs because there was a really cute quote um from Greg Popovich, where he was saying, like, I was Tim Duncan's assistant for years while he was playing on the Spurs. So it's about time he returned the favor. (laughs) So just their relationship is so cute. And um, I'm excited to see how he does as an assistant coach. I mean, it's cool that he's going to try coaching. Yeah. And I hope they kiss. Oh, wouldn't that be so cute? I hope they at the very least that he sits in Greg Popovich's lap. <laughs> That's all we ask. One game. Just one game, please. <laughs> um, and then we also, so the news of the new Clippers arena came out. Um, yeah, this is, this is a big deal for the area. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like it's gonna, it's gonna like bring a lot of, construction jobs and stuff to the area i think i think i saw on twitter that someone said or i think um steve Ballmer was saying that there's gonna be ten thousand new jobs from wow. this project which is great but of course you know with with a project like this comes gentrification of the area um and people in the area are already like upset about it and trying to block it and um i think you know, there's already construction going on right now in the same exact area for uh, the new Ram Stadium. Like, I think that it's kind of like they're fighting against it, but it's happening. So yeah. it's bound to impact the neighborhood no matter what. And yeah, and it's like historically a low income neighborhood in L.A. And it's like that's going to be changing. Um, and and it's I not- feel bad for anyone who's going to be displaced because of it, for yeah. sure. Those situations are so hard because it's like, yes, this might be bringing jobs, but it's also going to completely change 
like the lives of the people living around it, which is such a bummer. And, and the benefits of having it aren't always for the people directly around it. Right. Which is the problem. Of course. Um, and then, but for the Clippers, I mean, it's a good thing. They're finally going to have a place where they're not sharing an arena with the Lakers, the Sparks, the Kings, like they're going to have their own spot. And, that's, and like whatever pop yeah, star has co- a yeah, concerts, <laughs> yeah. like all that stuff, like Clippers are, you know, they're never the first priority in the Staples Center. So it will, it will be good for them to like, have somewhere that they can call their own and Steve Ballmer is privately funding most of it himself. So that's good at the very least that they're not like forcing that onto the residents of the area. Yeah. Or the city, which yeah. can't handle that. Exactly. Um, my one, Hey Steve, I know you're listening. Uh, my one request. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he's talking back. Um, my I'm one request. <laughs> My one request is that you get better food than Staples Center has. Staples Center has some good places, but for the most part, it's pretty mediocre. Let's kind of look at Portland, see what they've done, get similar, like, local, cool eateries to help out. Yeah. That's that's my request. And also, can we have some money, please? Yeah, and give us money, please. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, come on. Um... One last thing, Celtics signed Taco Fall. I was at Summer League. I saw him. The boy's tall. Big boy. (laughs) That's my hard-hitting analysis when it comes to Taco Fall. He's a real big boy. He's a real big boy. (laughs) My sister's husband is from the Boston area, and he loves the Celtics. And so we watched them play. And when we were watching the Celtics, people kept chanting, We want Taco. (laughs) And, that's cute and they would put him back in but i have to say he he was like winded constantly mm. like he's a big boy i'm sure his heart and like lungs have a hard time like yeah pumping well, well, that's that. why like big boys like boban they can't be out there for very long yeah because their bodies are just too big yeah for existing exactly yeah he's like a he he was like you know breathing heavier and like he they had to to rest him quite a bit and i i when he's out there he dominates like you cannot get a rebound around him like you cannot even like get in the paint right with him so i mean i'm excited to watch him play with the celtics he's a little cutie all right let's move on so today we watched uh Team Deladon versus Team Wilson in the 2019 WNBA All-Star Game on July 27th, 2019. Let's meet the girls. Hey now. I have met the most amazing group of women. <laughs> so, let's start with Team Deladon. Elena! <laughs> We've got Elena Deladon. From the Washington Mystics, Brittany Griner from Phoenix Mercury, Jewel Lloyd from the Seattle Storm, Jonquel Jones from the Connecticut Sun, and Kia Nurse from the New York Liberty. And off the bench, we've got Christy Tolliver from the Mystics, Neka Ogumike from the Sparks, and Dewana Bonner from the Mercury. And their head coach was Mike Tebow. So, Team Wilson. Wilson! <laughs> oh. Is that Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, anyways, the starters are Allie Quigley from the Chicago Sky, um, replacement for Asia Wilson, the, Chelsea Gray from the Sparks, Kayla McBride from the Aces, Liz Cambage from the Aces, Natasha Howard for the Seattle Storm. And off the bench, we have Diamond DeShields from the Chicago Sky, Erica Wheeler from Indiana Fever, and... Nafisa Collier from the Minnesota Lynx and head coach Bill Lambeer, who was a NBA player in the 80s and very early 90s and um, is now coaching. That's fun. Wait, Asia didn't play? She didn't play. She was injured. I I actually don't know what her injury is, um, but she was mostly like dancing on the sidelines okay 
I'm still learning. I know almost nobody. <laughs> I mean, it definitely like kind of reminded me of the like when we were watching the NBA All Star Game. We hadn't yet covered all of the teams, and plus, uh, like the dunk contest and stuff is a lot of like young boys. So this is actually a great opportunity to learn the players from like a bunch of different teams because you know they're all out there together. And plus, the even players who weren't playing in the game were there, right? uh, Which was great. So let's go ahead and get into the game. Let's go, girls. Let's play some basketball! Go play! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, announcing this game was Rebecca Lobo and Ryan Rocco. That rhymes. That's kind of fun. But Rebecca Lobo was one of the first WNBA... um, one of the first stars of the WNBA when it first came out or like was created. So uh, it was really cool to see her. It's cool that she's announcing and like, it was great. Like both of the announcers were pretty good. They were like having fun. It was a silly, like fun time, the all-star game. So yeah. And, but at the same time, like Rebecca Lobo was talking a lot about skills and like players to watch and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think for this game, it was a lot like the NBA All-Star game where it was clear that the stakes were low and people were kind of just having fun, hanging out with their friends and not defending super hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just not not as not a normal game. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of show off moves. Right. Like, that would have been defended in a normal game. Yeah, you know? so we saw a lot of dunks um, from Brittany Griner, who I think you said she's like the only one who can dunk. Yeah, she's like, I think right now in the WNBA, she's, or this season anyways, she's the only one who's dunked, as yeah. far as I know. If listeners, if you know of someone else, please send us highlight reels. Hi at yeah, Town. We'd love to see it. She was, she was great. She got some good ones in there. Um, there, especially there was one where she dunked and was holding onto the rim and then uh, Liz Cambage came up and smacked her butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was cute. Yeah. Um, when the Before the game started, Asia Wilson came out to, um, to give a little speech that was super cute. She had lost her voice. So I, I don't know if she's just like has a cold um partying too hard in vegas baby she was hitting the slots and hitting the white russians (laughs) (laughs) that's her drink of choice that's just the weirdest thing i can think of to like order in a casino yeah (laughs) we were talking earlier about how uh you know milk we've talked on the show about milk and how we think it's kind of gross but um especially or putting in vodka (laughs) in it (laughs) when i was a kid uh, Ben and Jerry's had a white Russian ice cream mm. that I loved. Mm. I didn't realize it was an alcoholic drink or like a <laughs> cocktail. And as a child, I'm like, I love white Russians. I love it. Yeah. And speaking of ice cream, I fucking love ice cream and I eat a ton and I'm a hypocrite because it's just frozen <laughs> milk. <laughs> so make fun of me for that if you want. Um, also cheese. So right when the game starts, Liz clearly had gotten her hair done for this game and she had this like insanely long ponytail and so she and Brittany Griner were um, doing the jump ball they were like in the center and they Brittany Griner has these like long dreads Mm -hmm. and they both were like looking at each other's long hair and being like they were both like flipping back and forth with their giant ponytails very cute they were like um giving each other hair props it was so cute they were they reminded me of like um did you see wonder woman yeah so like the island of like beautiful women like (laughs) they were giving off that energy of like strong powerful beautiful ladies yes that was flipping their hair around (laughs) Uh, that was a lot of this game, actually. It was just like, we we both were like, we wish we were there. Yeah. Because it looks so fun. And like, being a woman around other like amazing women, it, it just, there's nothing more like uplifting, you know? It's, yeah. 
it's fun. Uh, Brittany Griner was wearing these cool, like half pink, half yellow shoes. I couldn't tell if one shoe was all pink and one shoe was all yellow or they were like split in half, but super cool. Um, Ryan Rocco, one of the announcers kept saying, I've always heard Liz's name pronounced as Cambage, but he was saying Cambage. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. If anyone knows, if you're like her cousin or something, please hit us up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, Also, she's so tall and Brittany's super tall and they both might be the tallest. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, Brittany's 6'9". And Liz is 6'8". Wow. So who's the tallest woman in the league? Ooh, M- Malgojata Didek. She's seven foot two. Wow. Whoa. I don't know how long ago she played in the league, but that is crazy. So Liz is third tallest. Wait, that's not right because Brittany Griner. Well, this has Brittany Griner is six eight. So it looks like a bunch of people are six eight, but maybe Brittany Griner is in between six eight and six nine. Wow, Polish. One of my people. <laughs> That could be you. Could you oh. could be tall? <laughs> she was born in 1974, so I, she's probably not in the league. <laughs> no, definitely not. But um, that's cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was saying, like, what do you think is like the tallest woman that's ever existed? There's probably someone who's even taller than that that yeah. didn't play basketball. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're like from another country and they're like, right, I, and they're I like, don't like what basketball. Is basketball? <laughs> That's just not something we do here. Just like from like Romania or something. Just a very large, tall woman. Um, So at one point, Kia Nurse is sitting on the bench um, and she's sort of got, she's got an earpiece in and she's talking with the uh, ESPN announcers. And this is her first all-star game that she's ever been to. Um and they were like, what are you going to do when you get out there? And she was like, honestly, I'm just going to try and have fun, get my cardio in for the weekend. Um, which I think that's everyone was just like out there having fun, which is great. But then they congratulated her on being a part of um, the Jordan brand. Uh, she's like sponsored by Jordan. And she was wearing these insane shoes that she was saying like no one else has worn except for Russell Westbrook. Um, not the exact same shoes, that, mm-hmm. but the style of shoe. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool. Like, it's cool that Jordan has some ladies in their crew and the shoes were awesome. And uh, actually, a bunch of shoes out there were really cool. Yeah. People were going bananas. Like, there were some great shoes. Yeah. So at the end of the first quarter, the score was 23 to 39. Team Wilson was uh, in the lead. And right at the end of the first quarter, Odyssey Sims did a really nice buzzer beater shot, Mm -hmm. uh, which was fun. And then there was a interview with Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird who were there watching. Um, And Sue Bird was saying that Team USA is going to be doing this like tour ahead of the Olympics. So you can like catch them somewhere in the United States which that might be fun to go to a game. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. Um, and so Sue Bird is on Team USA, which is also exciting. Nice. Um, at, at some point, they cut to Erica Wheeler, who's on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> and, that was weird. Yeah, and the... Like a stationary bike. Reporter is like asking her, like, what are you doing? And she's just like, I'm just staying hot. <laughs> She's keeping her legs warm. She's just staying hot by biking on the sidelines. It was so weird. It was odd. Yeah. Um, But she had a really good first half. Um, She was like, she was on fire doing really well. Yeah. She's a lot smaller than everyone else, but she was great. She was nimble. She's fast too. Yeah. She's super fast. She was like, and she's such a good shooter. Like there, there were so many times, like she was just really clutch. Also, Important to mention, there were two rules that were changed that are sort of being experimented with. 
for this game. One is that the shot clock was reduced from 24 minutes to 20 minutes. Or not minutes. <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> from 24 seconds to 20 seconds. So, um, so you know, shorter shot clock, faster pace. And then there was another bizarre rule where they allowed each team to have one in-play substitution per quarter. But so this means the ball is in play and one bench player is just like in this like zone, substitution zone, and another player sort of tags them in as the ball's in play. But it could only happen during um, offensive plays. So they didn't really use it. Well, it wasn't really clear because the announcers like near the end of the game, they were like, oh yeah, they were, they have that. It's like they had forgotten about it and they were like, they haven't done it or we just didn't notice that they did it. Yeah. So I don't know if they did or not. Like it's possible that they like sneakily did it. Maybe, but it was interesting that they wanted to experiment with it. And everything I read online was like, we don't really know why, but one article was like, it's probably also pacing. Like they wanted to keep a faster pace game. Mm -hmm. Um, but one per quarter isn't going to be like that huge right. of an increase. Yeah. And no one really seemed to want it, you know? So, yeah. um, they also, sh they kept cutting to Kobe and his daughter, which like, I think it's great that he's showing his daughter like women's basketball and he seems to care about it, but he's also like a trainer for some of the WNBA players. Yeah, but he's a bad guy, and he, um, I don't want to see his fucking face. <laughs> like, sorry. You also brought up a good point that um, what happens a lot when an NBA player is watching a WNBA game is that they focus too much on the NBA player. Yeah, there was so much footage of him on the sidelines. It's like, let's cool interview him or whatever you want to do but like do it once right and then let's focus back on the players on the right. court you know yeah like so much of the reporting of games is just like this this player went to this game it's like that's great that they're going but that's not the point or it shouldn't be the main point right um and then it just bums me out because then of course it's like they get posted on all the Instagram accounts and stuff. And then all the comments are just like horrible. And everyone is, you know, the worst thing is nobody is fucking funny. They all just say the same shit. Yeah. And that's why like, they're always talking about going back to the kitchen, which, which then like the players will wear t-shirts that are like addressing that where they say like, I've seen a few that are like, this is my kitchen and it's just a basketball court, which is very funny. <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, that's the thing is like the, those comments are so dumb and the players have such like funny, amazing responses to it. it yeah. It's so dumb. It's like, no, you don't have to watch women's basketball if you don't want to, but like, what's the point of like outing yourself as an ignorant, like piece of shit. <laughs> Like, also, why does it bother you that it exists in the world, you know? Like, what... Do do you live in 1950? Right. That you actually think women belong in a kitchen rather than in the workplace? Like, is that right. what you actually think? Yeah. Because that's... uh, Like, join the 21st century. What what the hell? Right. It is, it is very odd. Like, like, do you go to, like, a an office building and start screaming yeah. at the women and say, go back to the kitchen. You just yell kitchen. Cause often the comments are just kitchen. Yeah. There's like a lawyer is like giving their like opening remarks yeah. and you're like kitchen. Yeah. Do you walk into a Jamba juice and scream <laughs> kitchen at the young lady helping you with your smoothie? Like no. what the fuck? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense. Also just shut the fuck up yeah. and watch whatever you want to watch yeah. and leave the WNBA alone. Exactly. Like, I mean, that goes back to a bigger thing of like just letting people enjoy whatever the fuck they like yeah. and not being a dick about it. Cause like why, like if it doesn't affect your life, then what is the point of spending your energy? Like actively like bringing these people down. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Especially like talented, delightful people. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's very frustrating. I can't even imagine. Like, um, there's actually a good 
interview. There's a lot of good interviews about this topic because it's such a huge part of what these women have to deal with, unfortunately. Um, but there's, uh, there's a great history of the WNBA in the athletic published through the athletic by Lindsay Darkangelo, who you should definitely check out like everything she's written about the WNBA. It's awesome. Um, but in there, they talk a lot about like, how do you respond to these people and how did you do it back in the nineties, which I'm sure was worse. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, now we're like in a different era where, you know, people are not as scared to like anonymously say something online. <laughs> no, I just mean like there's repercussions for being that blatantly oh, sexist, right, right. which is good. But like thinking back to the nineties, like I'm sure it was much worse and nobody gave a shit. Right. Um, so at one point, uh, one of the sideline reporters, Lachina Robinson is interviewing Sylvia Fowles, who's so cute. And she says, um, how do you feel not being a starter and coming off the bench for this game? And she's like, oh, I actually like coming off the bench because you get the lay of the land and then you can strategize as you go in. And LaChina Robinson says, oh, well, we won't tell your coach that you said that. And she's like, please don't tell her. (laughs) Her response was so cute. Uh, uh, The second quarter ends 63 to 77. Still, Asia Wilson's team is ahead. Um, Then there's an interview with Liz Cambage where they're like, you're doing some different stuff out there. You're not just a center. You're like actually like walking the ball in. You're passing a lot. You're assisting. And she's like, I'm a point guard. (laughs) She's like, I'm speaking this into existence. I am now a point point guard, which is so funny and cute. She's very charming. Yes. I'm, I'm in love. Uh, she I mean she honestly if you don't already follow her social media people please do she is charming and delightful yeah she's great um and um the halftime show is Tiana Taylor which is very cute to watch because the players are so excited and they're like singing along they're dancing they're like grabbing at her not in a bad way just like (laughs) as a at a performer way like they were like um recording like themselves singing along with her and then she would like get down next to them it was so cute adorable um also super great performance yeah super fun she looked amazing her hair was like huge yeah. and we were talking about how do you not get hot up there yeah with I huge mean, she's, well yeah i mean that yeah i'm just a sweaty person so there's no way i could be on a stage and not be like covered in sweat um and especially if i'm gonna be dancing around like that i know i get, i'm sweating right now as we sit in my air-conditioned apartment yeah <laughs> um so at one point during halftime there's an interview with kathy engelbert who's the commissioner of the WNBA, and the blue man group is behind her in the crowd like throwing stuff to people and like dancing Mm, and like that was weird (laughs) (laughs) what are they doing there i mean they're the it took place in vegas but still it was bizarre (laughs) um at one point it shows a clip of Allie Quigley talking shit to Courtney Vandersloot and um, the announcers go, Oh, how fun. Look at Allie Quigley, like talking smack to her wife. Yeah. We didn't know they're married. They're married and they were on opposite teams, but in real life they're on the same team. Yeah. They're both on the Chicago sky. That is fucking adorable. <laughs> Can you imagine traveling around playing basketball with your wife? I wish my wife is not that kind of gal. <laughs> your wife isn't very good at basketball. No, she cannot hold the ball. <laughs> She's very weak. Oh, no. <laughs> She's bedridden. Yeah. She has uh, uh, bird bones. What's a disease? <laughs> I can't think of a single disease. I was trying to think of that one where you cough and it... Oh, tuberculosis. <laughs> oh, she's got it. The consumption. <laughs> wow. Is my my a, brain doesn't work. I couldn't think of a single disease. Is she a character in an 1870s like <laughs> romance novel? Uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> um, so um, the end of the third quarter, it's 95 105. 
Wow. These numbers are huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the sideline reporters, her name is Holly Rowe, and she's super cute. Like we I for the um skills challenge, she actually before they ever anyone got to the arena she actually did the skills challenge and she's not a basketball player or maybe she was at one point but you know she's a reporter now Mm -hmm. and she it was so cute seeing her do the skills challenge but anyways she was wearing this hot pink top or maybe dress Mm -hmm. i didn't see the bottom but it was like wow it was a it was a loud top it was yeah and i commend her for choosing that top Mm. it was not it was not something i would ever choose simply out of like worry Mm -hmm. but same thing with like Kristen ludlow when she was doing the nba all-star game and she wore that like insane dress Mm -hmm. i think these sideline reporters are just like i'm just gonna wear something wild yeah oh we forgot to mention uh kristen chenoweth oh that's right sang the national anthem (laughs) Kristen Chenoweth sang the national anthem. Which was very cool. And she was amazing. Yeah, she was really good. Her, she like at the end hit these high notes that were like wild. Yeah. And she was wearing leather pants. I'm so jealous. I want to wear leather pants. <laughs> I can't. But you can't. She I'm must sorry. Be so sweaty under those pants. In Vegas, yeah. you're going to wear leather pants. You have to go outside at some yeah, point. That's unless true. she changed in the arena. Ugh, I don't know. Um, so in the fourth quarter, there was this weird, um, I don't even, I, I've never seen this before or noticed it. You said it happened in the NBA one, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention where one of the players is mic'd up and has uh, an earpiece with the ESPN announcers and they're talking to her while she's playing. She's running around the court, passing the ball talking to herself it appears like to her <laughs> teammates who in in fact one of them is uh, asia El- it was elena oh elena is like she's like what like re- responding to her something she said to the announcer she's like what she's like no i'm talking to espn it's like yeah of course that's confusing <laughs> for everyone involved also you need to be focusing on the game and they kept asking her like how are you doing she's like this is really hard <laughs> it was kayla McBr- mcbride yeah and she like she was doing great though she was yeah. like now i'm looking at this person and like and and they kept going like good good screen kayla they were like cheering her <laughs> on in her ear but man it that seems impossible yeah that would be too hard to do yeah and i guess maybe just because like it doesn't really matter who wins like that's why they do it during that game i'm sure they wouldn't do that in an actual game but like Poor Kayla, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe they didn't do it in the NBA All-Star game. They just did it with bench players. Mm, Maybe. But man, I think it was because they mentioned that it was an experiment. I think it was a failed experiment (laughs) because that seemed too hard. What was the ending score? So the uh, at the end of the game, Erica Wheeler does an insane three pointer. Mm -hmm. Then Nika Ogumake from the opposing team gets it, throws it like way across the court um, to, I'm not sure who did this, but they like hit another three right at the end. Mm-hmm. Great ending, like lots of big, impressive moves. Uh, the final score was 126 to 129. Crazy score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially, I mean, this was this was a short like these quarters are um 10 minute 10 minute quarters and the like shot clock was shorter so mm-hmm. i would think that it would be harder to get a good shot off right. but they're not defending so it doesn't matter i think i think they mentioned that it was like the highest scoring or one of the highest scoring games wnba yeah. all-star games uh, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, so at the end, Erica Wheeler gets MVP and she deserved it. She was amazing. Very cute. She gave a shout out to her mom who died from cancer, which was very sad. Everybody was like tearing up. She was like crying. And the other thing is she was undrafted. She it took her a long time to get into the NBA, WNBA and she fought super hard. And I think getting that trophy was huge for her mm-hmm. and 
it was cute because like the the ladies behind the players behind her were like fanning their eyes and yeah. like it was it, it was, was very sweet. cute. Um, so overall, good game. Yeah, let's give out some donkeys. Donkeys. All right. Of course, we got to give a donkey out for most points. That goes to Team Asia Wilson. Congratulations. You didn't even play and you won. <laughs> Must be nice. It's like when you uh, have a group project and everyone else does all the work. <laughs> oh, it's great. And she probably had had fun because yeah. she was like drinking all those white Russians. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then best dunks. Gotta goes. Got it. Gots to goes <laughs> to Brittany Griner. She was the only dunks, but they were cool. They were great. And you know what? I'm going to give best spank to Liz Cannon. I was going to give that out too. <laughs> great minds think alike. Best spank. Um, what else do we got? So I'm not going to give best shoes because it's too hard. It is hard. They There were so many crazy good shoes. Yeah. Did you have one pair that stuck out for you? I didn't have one in mind. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. There were a lot of good ones. We didn't get close-ups of any of them, so I think that would have helped. Yeah. Um, I like the baby blue ones. Oh, yeah. I don't know who it was. I think Brittany Griner changed at halftime from the pink and yellows to the baby blues. Let's just give it to her, because those were both two, two good pairs in one game. She always looks great. Actually, her style's really interesting. She... I was saying to Agata during the game that she usually has a septum piercing, um, but doesn't wear it while she plays, obviously. So when you see her off the court, it's like, she's just like a cool lady. Yeah. Um, Gabe, do you have one? Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'd love to nominate a donkey. Um, I will give... You know, in every one of his movies, Alfred Hitchcock liked to make a little cameo, and... I was thinking maybe I was watching an Alfred Hitchcock movie because when Mike Tebow comes on screen, uh, he sure looks like <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. So I'm going to give best Alfred Hitchcock cameo to Mike Tebow. <laughs> okay. That's so specific. All right. It's great. Um, Here's another hard one. What? B- best hair. Oh, God. There's so much good hair. So, Okay. I love, I always love Nika Ogumike's hair because she does these like French braids that create little like swirls and mounds on her head. Um, also, I have to say, um, MVP Wheeler, mm-hmm. she has these little braids, like almost like Coolio braids, mm-hmm. but the parts between her braids are cool designs yeah like zigzags and stuff um you've also got i mean liz liz's long ponytail was amazing she also had like little um brady guys going back to her ponytail and we've also got tiana taylor oh my god her hair let's give it to tiana (laughs) she deserves it (laughs) yeah it was just so big and fluffy i loved it beautiful um what else do we got what about best wives Mm, I like that one. So uh, a lot of the players have wives, but they weren't on the court. Yeah. So the I feel like it's got to go to Vandersloot and uh, Quigley, yeah. which also best last name. Yeah. Well, we did talk about how Vandersloot is such a good name. <laughs> I'm jealous. It's great. Yeah. Um, you're kind of a Vandersloot. I am. I call myself... <laughs> Uh, Vandersloot. Uh, because you love <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. That's true. You're a sloot for yeah. Van- Vanderpump Rules. Um, I want to give best crowd sighting to Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were so cute. So cute. I love them. All right. How, who, who wins? I'm going to say Las Vegas wins for having all of these cuties in their city at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, it was so fun. Like, there was so much dancing. People were, like, dancing as they were walking off the court. Like, Liz was, like, shaking her butt all the time. Um, so so many people, like, in the crowd who, like, um, Cheryl Swoops was in the crowd. There was, yeah. like, so many, like, cool 
people in the crowd who were like, seemed like they were having a great time. And uh, even the announcers and reporters were having a great time. I think Vegas wins this one. All right. Congratulations to Vegas, winner of the Donkeys. All right. Um, let's get into our mail basket. Some <laughs> Today we have a voice message. Let's hear it. Hi, Dunktown. This is Claire calling from Philadelphia. I'm just calling to say how much I really enjoy the podcast. I'm a very new MBA fan, and I'm a little self-conscious about being a new fan because I've never paid attention to or played or cared about a sport until I started dating someone who was very into basketball. So sometimes I feel like I'm inadvertently reinforcing some stereotypes about fans, but I know Dugtown would never judge me for that. And of course, I'm blessed to live in Philadelphia, which is home to some of the greatest and most terrifying sports fans in the world. Um, (laughs) But I love the Sixers. I love rooting for them. I'm really sad that Jimmy Butler is leaving and Boban. Um, I hope Toby's going to be okay. But I'd also love to nominate the Sixers for a donkey for best song. I don't know if you've covered it on the podcast, but they have a song that they play every time they win. And it's really great. It's like an old disco song. Um, but I love it. And sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I'll just listen to the Sixers song and feel better. Um, anyway, thanks for the podcast. Love it. Take care. Bye. Oh, Claire, thank Cute. you. <laughs> thank you for your message. I love that voicemail so much. Um, also, you know what? Do not look, Claire. Um, I pretty much got into the NBA because I was dating someone or I was actually like living with someone who was a huge basketball fan. Same for me. I think that for a lot of women, we're really discouraged from liking it for so many reasons. Like one being that um, guys are dicks often. And will make you feel bad for not knowing things, not like having all the facts and like accurate information. Um, Also, a lot of people will ask you if you're gay, if you like sports, if you're a woman, right? Uh, which is not an insult in itself, but you're just like, well, why is that the assumption? Yeah. Um, And a lot of people, you know, there's, a lot of reasons why it was like challenging your femininity, challenging your, you know, right to be a fan to a sport. So obviously that's going to discourage a lot of, a lot of people I actually just saw a statistic during the WNBA all-star game that girls drop out of playing sports around 14 at like four times the rate of boys. And it's probably because a lot of these reasons where it's like, People make you feel bad if you like sports. That being said, it's totally however you got into it, you got into it. Now you're having fun. So just enjoy it. Don't don't worry about that. Yeah. um, Thank you for your voicemail. It was very sweet. Um, I am also I'm sad for you that Jimmy Butler is gone. Yes. We really root for him, even though he's a little bad boy. (laughs) We root for him. We hope he finds the right place for his energy yeah um, um and um gabe i think you have this yeah let's, let's listen to this song because it's a little clip of it how about i play it as our outro music oh yeah that's perfect okay um great so um if you want to leave a message for us we would love to hear it um yeah we want to hear about how you guys got into sports um who your favorite team is, your favorite players, what you're excited about for the upcoming season. I mean, there's so much, there's so many possibilities. It really is like, or if you have questions oh, or yeah. like, especially about the WNBA, cause I know a lot of our listeners have said that they're just now getting into the WNBA. Like if you have questions about like, something we can try and cover that on the show like find answers that's true we're gonna have some some people on um in the upcoming weeks um that will hopefully be able to teach us some stuff so we'll we'll be asking some questions trying to get a better understanding of the league um if you want to send us a message you can email it you can email us at hi at dunk.town or you can leave a voice message at 903-420-dunk 
Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dunktown Podcast. My personal Twitter is Echo underscore Mint. And I'm on Instagram as Agata Monica. Anastasia is on Twitter and Instagram as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's Dunk.town. Um, if you like the show, write us a five-star review. Um, we have t-shirt stickers, hoodies available on our store, dunk.town slash store. Um, thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all her hard design work. Um, and thank you to the lovely Andrew Clotworthy who wrote our beautiful song. Um, and Gabe's going to meet him and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're jealous about. Yeah. I mean, we've we, met him, but... We, we have met him, but... <laughs> we're not going to hang out with we him. We haven't seen him in a long time, and he's a little sweetie. Um, check out his Patreon. It's patreon.com slash clotworthy. Thank you to all of you guys for listening. Um, we're happy to be back in the saddle. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'll be covering a lot more WNBA stuff and then we'll be getting into the preseason for the NBA and we're going to start the cycle all over again. It never ends. We're, we're on this train forever. Yeah. <laughs> with, um, thank you for going on this journey with us. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.